wifey takeover of the Menovation coming in hot. The next couple episodes are going to be done by the wives of Menovation. You're going to hear stories, wisdom, and just so many awesome things from the perspective of wives from women and not just simply from men. We thought it'd be great that we could share with the men of the community a different perspective, a different perspective we don't always hear. We don't always hear in just such a raw, real form. So buckle in, get ready. The next couple of episodes of Menovation will be from the perspective of our wives and the things they've experienced, they've walked to. So tune in for some amazing wisdom and get ready. Here we go. <laughs> you can check us out on all major podcast platforms iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our social media on Instagram at Menovation and Facebook at Menovation Podcast. Episode 42. Welcome back, everybody. We are just continuing our conversation about marriage, kids, funny stories. We've taken a break, but we've, we've had a good time. We are still continuing to take over the men's podcast. Yes. Yes. Go yes. ahead and knock those ratings up. Proof. We're, we'll, st- we'll start. We're, we have discussed about starting a woman's podcast. So if you got any feedback about a woman's podcast, you just let us know on Menovation. <laughs> Menovation. Yeah, don't yeah, worry. Yeah. The men are coming back. Yes. yes don't they're worry. Coming, they're we'll coming be here back. soon. Yes. <laughs> don't worry. Man. Yes. Keep listening. Oh. Don't skip us. We've got good things to talk about. Yeah. Okay. So we already kind of touched on a few things, but we actually want to talk about what kind of traits as women, married women, um, do you think men should develop? Can we just state that these questions have come from the men of Menovation? Yep. So it's most really of good. them, most of them from your husband. <laughs> great. Most of them because they're great. Out. They're great. <laughs> well, they're deep. They're so. Hey Ben, your questions are very deep. Good I job. Know. Babe, let's take these to coffee sometime. We don't have these deep conversations <laughs> in our everyday marriage life. <laughs> like, he has these great, convers- these great uh, conversation piece, but then he's actually my quieter. Obviously, who's the talker of the family? It is I. It but is I'm I. like, you have great things, babe. Why aren't you bringing these up, Ben? I'm just calling you out. Yeah. Because he knows Do I'll it. just talk and talk and talk. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's beautiful. Um. I'll I'll go. Yeah, get it, it, When it comes to just thinking back (laughs) to a lot of my mistakes and the men, boys that I dated, um, a trait that I think would be valuable for a man to develop before marriage, I think leadership. You know, not mm-hmm. just, I think, in not in, ev- in every area, work, family, even friendship. Because um, we all have insecurities, right? Mm-hmm. Men and women. And so to, to find out, what, hey, what's, my, what's an insecurity that I don't want a part of my life anymore? And how do, how do I overcome that? So I would, but it's a work in progress, right? We are, we, even in marriage, we're still on a journey of overcoming any insecurities. And I don't know if this is necessarily a trait. I would say leadership, but I would also say not to shy away the difficult moments, the difficult 
just the challenging things, because that is going to develop your leadership within marriage, mm-hmm. right? So like in your everyday personal experiences, force yourself to be the leader versus the stand buyer. Yeah. Right, is what I think I'm I'm hearing you yeah, say. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Which is good. Thank, thank you for placing, like, putting it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm like, mm-hmm. why is it? Yeah, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. I think it's just in your everyday. Mm. There's chances to step up and be a leader. There's chances to sit back and be a follower, I think, for all of us. And yeah. I think your challenge is, dudes, don't shy away from leading because that's going to be, um, it's going to, you're going to have the upper hand when you get married. Yeah. Because I feel like what a woman wants. Yeah. Is... I want to be led. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's not that I need yes. you to tell me what to do or right. like, don't boss me. Mm-hmm. I don't need another boss in my life. But there's times that I just need there. A decision needs to be made. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all of us have um, a biblical perspective of this where it's like, this is what I told Ben. I'm like, listen, you the head of the household. God's coming to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what I always yes. think. And I'm like, Lord. Um, and so I think that's my prayer even mm-hmm. um, is yeah. God give Ben wisdom to lead our family well, because God's not coming to, he came to Adam. Adam, yeah. where's your wife? That's good. He wasn't like, hey, Eve, Eve, where you at, girl? Girl, Eve, <laughs> come here. Yeah. Right. He's like, Adam, where's your, like, where, you know, where mm-hmm. are you guys at? Adam, yeah. where are you guys at? Where are you hiding? Um, yeah. So he's coming looking for, mm. you're the leader of your, and I feel like that can be very, it might seem very intimidating mm-hmm. if you're not married. And you're single and you're you want to get married. Leadership. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it can seem overwhelming when you think about it, but it's really it practice it now. Mm-hmm. Step up and take the lead. Well, an easier mm-hmm. way, I think, to digest it, because it's true. It's like, oh, now I have to lead a wife and a whole family mm-hmm. is leadership starts with being able to lead yourself. Word. So if you're a man, yes. right, it's it's like, are you waking up and are you um, like processing your day? If you're going through something, is it like, am I just going to like sweep it under the rug or am I like, OK, let's. Why did this happen? How do we grow from it? Now, what do we do? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's, are you start with yourself God? and mm-hmm. then that will outpour into the rest of the people around you, your family, whoever that is in that moment. Yeah. I think it would be kind of hard for somebody that's, uh, or for men to hear this. Oh, I have to be a leader. But uh, I think it's important to know that to become a leader, you have to know who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to have self-confidence. Yeah. You need to work on your self-confidence because yeah. if you don't have that, mm-hmm. you will not be able to lead. Yeah. Not even yourself. Decisions. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. the thing is too is realizing that it doesn't totally mm-hmm. fall on you that like God is there. Yes. Mm-hmm. God is going Exactly. I'm not going God's not going to ask you to do something or be something if he didn't create you to exactly. be that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? That's good. And he isn't giving you the ability to do yeah. it. He's going to give you the ability to do it. It's you stepping out. Yes. And are you leading yourself? Are you getting up in the morning and yes. going, God, what is it you want to work in my life today? Like, what is it? I feel like your relationship with God is going to be key. To yeah. your marriage, to how yeah. you raise your kids. If you and God are on in a separate terms and you're like so far away, um, you're going to have a hard time in marriage, I feel like, because if you can't have intimacy with your creator, mm. intimacy with people is almost impossible. You're right. going to be shallow yeah. till the cows come home if you can't get open and honest with God. It's really good, Coda. Mm. I, will, I will say that there's been a shift in John and his leadership when it comes to just his relationship with God. Mm-hmm. and it's consistent. Before, I just felt like it was these waves, oh, I'm getting up early, or I'm really pressing into the Word of God. But every morning, 
630. It's the first thing he does before he showers, before he gets ready for work. He takes, you know, whether it's 20 minutes, um, he's in the morning, always listening um, from the Bible app, always. Mm. And I'm just like, uh, and so how he leads is very different now. Mm -hmm. And so I just like maybe a couple months ago, I was like, it's so easy to follow you. Mm -hmm. because of how you're pursuing Jesus. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so the challenges that we would have are far, very far and in between. Totally. When it comes to like, because he, we talk about that, how yeah. he was really insecure about his giftings, his leadership, our relationship. And but you've seen now what he's rooted like, on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which mm -hmm. is in God and mm -hmm. his relationship with him. And you're like, you're not going to, back away from that yeah you're gonna exactly I'm, i i want that i want to follow that you yeah. know i feel like even so when you come into it like i would say all four of us had a relationship with god before we were married and mm -hmm. for me it was looking at ben so i would say or just looking we as women mm -hmm. men who are listening yeah. are looking to go can i trust this person right. with my heart yeah. but can i also trust them with the giftings and callings that god's put on me like mm -hmm. if if I don't believe that you are connected to God, then I'm nervous about connecting to you because I'm bringing all the two become one. So my giftings and callings are coming with you and meshing with your giftings and callings. Mm -hmm. um, and can I, can we put the two together? And so that's why I think it's like that. Totally. As soon as you see someone seeking God, like John is getting up, he's seeking God and you go, mm -hmm. He's seeking the person that I love too. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is easy. This is a no-brainer. Yeah. I trust yeah. you. When you yes. say, when John says, hey, Lens, let's do this. You're like, let's do it. Yes. Why? Because you know yeah. he's been exactly. with God. Mm -hmm. Versus exactly. where it's like, okay, is this just a whim? Is this just something mm -hmm. from you? Yep. But like, oh, you've heard God. Oh, I trust you. No, yeah. It, uh, I mean, some, trust is yeah. an automatic. Men, yeah. seek Jesus. No, that's yes. so good. <laughs> and as he's been seeking God, he's been speaking life into me. Yeah, And I was like, you were speaking life into me before, but this is very different. You're mm -hmm. calling out my giftings. You're calling out um, mm -hmm. what How God I, sees you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like you'd be talking to me like uh -huh. Jesus. Does. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> and reminding me because mm -hmm. sometimes you just forget. Yeah, you know, in the midst of life. Yeah, 100%. and um, yeah, I'm just like uh, John. I forgot that. Well, another saucy secret is women find it very attractive with men who are leading and mm -hmm. can speak into you and from that place. So, sexy. Yeah. yeah. Sexy. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. good. Absolutely. There's no cologne that can stir up the pheromones <laughs> like a man it, <laughs> who yeah. knows his Jesus and his Bible. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Those pheromone-filled colognes got nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm watching him lead other people mm -hmm. when he came back from a merge. And I had, yeah. I had like five guys being like, John, is, mm. he's such a good leader. And I'm like, oh, that's like the, that's like the number one thing you want. One of the number one things you want mm -hmm. your mm -hmm. men to say or other, just anybody to say good things. Totally. Yeah. Call out those yeah. the yeah. gold in your husband. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't know. Ben comes back from Emerge and I'm like, whoo, it's not just the distance. It's not just the time you've been away. There is a glow about you. Come. <laughs> An emerge glow. Come forth. Come forth to the room. <laughs> we must have mom and dad need a conversation. <laughs> We're gonna lock the door There's for a little bit. Lock on the door. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Lock the door. Lock up the dogs. Let's be real. Jesus. Yeah. We have dogs. <laughs> I, my kids have had a sleepover, and I've tried to, like, have a great time with my husband and our dogs. 
They come Dude, in right right the door. Okay, they're, this they're is when we knew we had to close the door. Literally came up. Okay, <laughs> listen, listen. Jumped up on the oh bed no. in my moment oh of my greatness. Gosh. Jumped up on the bed, licked my foot. Oh my god! Uh, this is not. For, I thought you were going to say you? something else no. for sure. <laughs> No, but I was so floored because like, I, obviously we, you just don't know. I didn't know these things. No one ever talks about this. So I'm going to bring it to the podcast for the yeah, moment. Do it. Everyone, you get married and you have dogs, lock those beasts yeah. out. <laughs> lock them out. They're interested. They want to know what's going on. They want to know all the things. Yeah. Dog jumped up on the corner of the bed. No. Licked my foot, and I was like, stop. We had to stop <laughs> mid-everything. I'm like, get out of my room. Close oh the door. Gosh. Get out of here. Oh, gosh. Oh. Oh, it was horrible. It was hysterical and horrible. At the same time, I'm laughing, crying. And at the same time, I'm like, you just took my moment. <laughs> That's why you just get a fish. <laughs> you just get a fish. Oh, you don't like animals. I like animals for people, but not me. <laughs> I don't, Peter, don't come for me. Because who got you an animal? Someone got you or you were talking about it? Because someone brought it up that you don't like animals. And I couldn't remember. Oh, you may, were you Did at you, someone's house? Probably. And, you, and they were like. I and, try very hard to. Yeah. Um, because like my grandma, for instance, her, uh, like my grandpa passed away uh, like 10 mm. years ago, 15 years ago. And she's always had a cat and she does find comfort in her cat and like they're friends. And mm. so like, I, I like what animals can do for people, but I am not an animal person myself. So well, I'm trying to convince Anthony to get me a fish. So like, comment, subscribe if we should get a fish. Yes. <laughs> it's so true because so you just feed them. You can leave yeah. for a while. Yeah. yeah there's they're no not going to come in my bedroom. No, yeah. Yeah. They're, not. they're not needy. They're not going to sit at the bed and look at you. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. It's obnoxious. I know. Sure, you have dogs. Please tell me. Because then I closed the door and then they scratched at the mm-hmm. door. And I was like, this is not about you. This yeah. is about me. Yeah. Yeah. Out of yeah. here. Out you are of worse here. than the children. Yes. Worse than oh the children. Gosh. That's so great. Yeah. <laughs> so like, just when the kids are having a sleepover and I'm like, hey, no hesitation. Like, there's no thinking in my brain of like, I should let the children not wake up. Like, mm. anything. You know, the the dogs. The dogs. Who knew? I'm sorry. Who knew? I know. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's just for funsies there. That's a free. That's a, a free, free nugget. That's free for all. Yeah. Lock your pets out of the room. People probably know that. They're probably going, how did she not know that? Everyone's <laughs> driving their car listening like, duh. Well, I didn't know because in Tennessee, your dogs stay outside. I never shared a house oh, with a dog no. until I got sweet kids who were like, the puppies can't be outside. And now See, the, dogs the dogs are inside always with slept us. in our beds. We were like, we loved our dogs. Yeah, my we grandpa never had the cats. old school. We are not a cat person whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But my pap was old school. He was like, animals are outside. Outside, do, those dogs will not be coming in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny. I just remember feeling so sad. It was like cold and icy, and my little Sid <laughs> yeah. was outside. And so, anywho, we've let the dogs in. They don't sleep with us by any means. But obviously, he thought he was welcome into that situation. <laughs> <laughs> that was shut down that's, real quick. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, that's going to be a no. <laughs> <laughs> we we ain't <laughs> that is a definitely a no preference yeah. in bed <laughs> nope that's a no <laughs> okay uh more traits let's go back yeah <laughs> so we're going back to the main yeah. trail let's let's transition to the um and all and all our, our encompass encompassing knowledge <laughs> of men i can't talk right now 
um, from teenage to college to marriage to motherhood, what are three things each of us would tell men to start, stop, and continue? Let's start with to start. What are three things, or one for each? So from teenage, so what's, what's one thing that you would encourage men to start doing from a teenage? Oh, I think this is like from our knowledge of men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. From the time we were teenagers to now. Yeah. What are three things we like? Start thinking about your future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop living just day to day and mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah. 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 There's a lot to be said of be prepared. Yeah. Especially right now these days and what kids are going through and what they're seeing and listening to. And it's crazy. I think a big one and menovation is this is kind of what it's all about is mm. men need to start getting around other men mm. to, yeah. like yep. too many guys. It's OK for them to like they could just sit and sit in their cave and get all hermity and mm-hmm. stay in their own thing and not talk to anybody. But that's not how like God designed it to be. We need men need to get around other men who are going to speak into their yeah. life, who are going to yeah. help lead them. You know, you should have. Mm-hmm leadership you should have people who are your peers and then you should have people you're pouring into and when Mm -hmm. you don't have some of that Mm -hmm. I feel like that gold isn't going to be pulled out or you're not gonna like when things happen with your wife who are you gonna go talk to your wife yeah Yeah. no you should go talk to (laughs) to sometimes but you should go talk to your other guys about it and have a place Mm -hmm. to vent and be open yeah and I think some guys have a dad like that Mm -hmm. and then a lot of people don't people they look up to or friends or Mm -hmm. an uncle or somebody you know Totally. And, Someone that and, you can be honest and open with yes. and not afraid to do that and let them speak life mm-hmm. into you. For well, sure. That's, that's something Anthony shared. I remember the first episode he was on. He shared specifically about that, about yeah. men pouring into him. Yeah. And him being able to know that people are like a, other men are a safe, certain men are a safe place. Yeah. Well, he's and he'll say it, but he is he can he could be alone for days on end mm-hmm. and it wouldn't affect him Mm -hmm. it would affect his spirit because there's not people around him so Mm -hmm. you can tell that there's a difference but um so that's something that I've really challenged him in marriage is like go get around good guys who are just going to be there for you who Mm -hmm. are going to it's going to a good friendship a good Mm -hmm. relationship just help bring the it's the guy thing I can't do that for him yeah Yeah, I think from our perspective is Ben didn't have that growing up so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he had good friends. He had friends he was close with, but it wasn't like going deeper to the next level. And I was actually blessed beyond, that's all I can say is just blessed, is that when I got saved and I did an internship, from that point on, God gave me solid friends. And I learned at the age of 18, mm-hmm. the importance of having people who um, can pour into you and and say, this is what you're, you know, Fix that over here. and But then also speak the good things about you, like someone who actually tells you what you're great at and, mm. you know, says the good and the bad. Um, and I was blessed to have that. And Ben was like, man, you have some solid friends and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he had friends, but he didn't have deep, like, connecting with God friends. Yeah. And so, gosh, when we moved to Utah 12, 10 years ago now, it's the thing I started praying for. And I was like, God, I pray that you'll bring men. Like, like you've brought women into my life. And the solid friends that I have, I call them my daughters of Jerusalem, right? Mm. Um, you've brought these ladies into my life, like bring him some men. 
And I think you can save yourself, your wife, those prayers. Yeah, if you're okay. married now or you're not married or wherever you're at in your mm-hmm. men in your walk, um, is praying for those type of friendships, those Paul friendships, those Timothy, um, yeah. Paul and Timothy friendships. Oh, good. Um, and it, it'll it'll definitely save you. So I would say, gosh, geez, the my greatest testimony is Emerge mm. when our church um, became part of Awakened Church. And they have that Emerge retreat. Mm. The first one Ben went to, he came back completely, completely like, and it's funny. It's like one of those where Ben's not a man of a lot of words. So he didn't say a lot mm-hmm. other than that was awesome. That was good. But I could see it, you know, yeah. like you could see the change in him. And then his relationships go deeper. And then it's because you get around and you realize you're not yeah. alone. And I think that's a thing is that men Each. think that they're the only one that are struggling with stuff or they're the only one that's, and that's people in general, I think. And you realize you're not struggling. So it's like, make some friendships, get deep, go deep, and don't be afraid to. It's going to be gold in your marriage. And learn from them, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always tell my girls, Mm -hmm. please, or my, well, my girls now, because my son is, you know, it's not with us anymore. He's married. He's married. married. (laughs) Yes, he's married. He's not dead. He's married. (laughs) Sorry, I I kind of he's not with us anymore. No, he's with us. He's with us. (laughs) um, But I tell, I still tell my girls, um, learn from other other people's mistakes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, like, I mean, don't, specifically, don't wait for yours, you know, like you don't Dora, have to make them. You don't have Share to that. make them. You know, like I've talked, I had talked to her about her boyfriend and then, and then talked to her later about just where they were at. And she's like, we broke up and just how devastated she mm-hmm. was. Yeah. And that's one thing that I, I wish I could say that would like really influence kids, oh, kids in high school is don't hate, don't do it. Like, unless you're both in a really healthy position. My relationship in high school lasted three years, and it was like, it really affected my growth. You know, I didn't know how to navigate that. You know, I didn't feel like I could talk to my mom about that. I was hiding something, and then just to be totally transparent, we were messing around, didn't didn't have sex, but um, someone had mentioned, well, you can still get pregnant if you're messing around, like stuff can transfer. And so I'm like on the computer looking that up. Okay. Okay. And so, but my brother was an addict. Okay. And, um, and so, you know, I go online, I'm looking this up. My mom, we're in the car and she is like, Hey, I saw something you looked up. Cause I check the search on the, web, on the web because my brother was an addict. So he, you know, and um, and she's like, I just want you to know if you need to talk about it. Like, I know you typed in about being pregnant. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm not pregnant, you know, and trying to explain that to her. But that was the end of that conversation. I didn't feel like, I don't know. I just, I was super insecure. I didn't feel like I could come to my mom and say that, even though mm-hmm. I think she probably didn't, maybe she didn't know how to fully navigate that because I was immediately cutting it off. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I mean, I definitely allowed that toxic, very, who's very self, like very controlling. Mm. And I didn't know, um, I just didn't know how to navigate those insecurities, being confident, like this isn't a place that I want to be. And I had no community apart from that relationship. And like those relationships that I actually had before I got in that relationship with him were like, People that poured into me, I was so passionate about the Lord, felt like that was 
encouraged. And so that's why I'm like, don't date. Just don't do it unless you're both in a very healthy relationship pursuing the same thing where that, I mean, right now it's like, no, got people are still going to date. Like, that's not even an option. We're going to do what we want to do. You're um, like, learn. Learn of me. Learn. Yeah. Learn from I me. I know. Learn, yes. from, learn from my experience, girls. <laughs> like, it's just not worth it. And boys. But yes. I loved what you said because take your time. Take your time to, like, grow up. I think even serving, being able to take your eyes off yourself and think about others. Like, how can I, na- how can I, um, navigate what word am I trying to use um to just to grow you know I think serving is a huge opportunity to get your eyes off yourself to see the needs in our world today Mm -hmm. and um yeah anyways Mm -hmm. that's in my experience growing up yeah so Anthony and I you know as mentioned we were in high school together we started like kind of liking each other when we were 19. Mm-hmm. We tried dating and we very quickly were like, oh, we're not in a good place to date. Mm-hmm. And then we tried again and that still was the case. Mm-hmm. But the wisdom behind that is when you are in a healthy relationship, it's not two half people creating a whole. It's two whole mm-hmm. people coming together. And so, I mean, there's still crap. It's not like once you get married, you're you're perfect. <laughs> you're all set for life. But I think if you if you can get into a relationship where you continually are working on yourself and can get to some crap going on inside, you're going to be able to come together and be stronger together and now focus on two relationship versus all the crap plus all the crap equals more crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think and, and it ties back into find someone that you admire mm-hmm. men. Um, someone that you go, man, that guy seems like he has his ish together. Yeah. Like sit down and have coffee with him. It's yes. that simple and go, mm-hmm. hey, I just want to learn of you. Like I see where you're at now. I see what God is doing. I see where you are. Um, let's get coffee and not be afraid to step out and do that because that's how you grow is getting with somebody and going, hey, I like where you're at. Can you pour into me? Like mm-hmm. tell me tell me the greatest mistake that you made. Tell me something that you wish you would have done differently. Um, and then just learn of them, like learn from all these people. And because then it's like that wholeness comes out. I feel like you would get, start working on all your stuff and you realize you're not alone. And, and such wisdom, Dakota, yeah. that you guys mm-hmm. were like, yeah, we're not ready. Let's go ahead yeah. and cut that off. I'm like, where does And the maybe word? again. Yeah, I really I was like just, you guys tried again. I was mad yeah, for a lot no, of reasons. Not, <laughs> <laughs> I won't call them out too much, but I was like, you need to do all this stuff. When in reality, I needed to also work on a ton of stuff. <laughs> it's all the yeah. things. It's all the things. And this is not to say that you're not going to have that stuff when you get married. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. But it just, if it we're going to talk easier. about what helps yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. If you've already been in a place where you're allowing people to speak into your life, when your wife brings up something, you're not going to be defensive. Or wives, mm-hmm. when your husband brings up something, mm-hmm. you're not going to want to cut him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still want to cut Ben every now and then. So we've talked about delivery. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you can point things out, but. Let's talk about delivery. (laughs) Listen, Mr. Bronx boy, I'm going to need you to dance around the bush a little bit because even though I've picked up some Bronx and I can be very like straightforward in things I say, my heart is still very Tennessee to where I'm like, you can come at me and say things. It's just, and it's just that I feel like for Ben, it's that next level where it, as my husband, like he can point something out and I will immediately get very defensive. Mm -hmm. Like I'm having to, I have to train myself to not be so defensive (laughs) of what he is saying. Um, and I realized it's because I want to impress him. Mm, right. I want I want him 
I want to be the best for him. And so when he points something out, I feel like I'm failing him. Mm -hmm. And so it comes back on me as well. But because I had, you know, I've had people get in my face before about stuff in a loving way, that that lovely confrontation of the sandwich. Here's Mm -hmm. a good thing. Here's something to work on. Here's a good thing. Um, It's easier for me to pull back and be like, why am I so defensive when Ben points stuff out? (laughs) Listen, I need a sandwich. And he's like, a sandwich? <laughs> Here's the meat. <laughs> right. Of course. Of course. Mm. Well, that's good wisdom yeah. for men is, is being able to deliver it the right way. Because women, yeah, one thing so about good. women mm-hmm. and the way women think is we're very, I don't want to say performance driven, but it's by what we do. We judge, are we a good wife? Are we a good mom? Yeah, are we a good friend? Really and is. so when you say, when when a man or, I mean, our husbands tell women, oh, this, out of the hundred things, this one thing is funky. We actually are hearing all a hundred things are wrong mm-hmm. because yeah. we just automatically are like, oh, Absolutely. we failed at everything. Mm-hmm. So I think it's Anthony ha- has done it really well. Like, oh, I love that you did this, but can we work on this? Then we hear, oh, 99 things are good. It's just this one thing yeah. totally. we're working on. So That's I'd say the so, start mm-hmm. is yep. start giving compliments. Mm-hmm. Start seeing good. Yes. I feel like start complimenting people yeah. about things that you see in them. Because I don't know, maybe it's, maybe, I feel like some men will find it difficult to say those things if they didn't grow up with that. And then some will not find it very hard to give a compliment, right? So I think it's just decipher where you're at in your life. Can you, are you good at telling your friends and your family like what you love about them? Mm -hmm. Or is that hard for you? If it's hard for you, push yourself to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And if you are one who has a hard time telling people the bad things, like you just Mm -hmm. sit and tell them all the good stuff. Push yourself to tell people the bad things mm-hmm. and practice that. Like, yeah, practice mm-hmm. that in your relationships before you get married. Because if you really want to have a good marriage, it's going to have to be like, am I wrong? Like you have to, you have to, to grow. push each other unless yeah. you both just want to sit and be stagnant and live in your, and never grow. But I'm like, who wants to do that? Well, Maybe. I will say total echo the, you know, they'll say one thing and then I'm like, so you're telling me that I'm <laughs> doing all this stuff wrong. He's like, hold up. I did not say that. Right. I, you know, and I'm like. What I'm hearing okay, is. Yes. Yes. And what I will say this <laughs> about John is he, for a really long time, was the first one to apologize. And about big or small things. And it was it was great, you know. It, it, but it made, I was very humbled by it. Like, okay, that was my fault. And you didn't need to apologize you know and so mm-hmm. trying like that maturing that I I still needed mm-hmm. and I'll I'll be totally honest so I'm not gonna well it kind of sounds like I'm throwing them under the bus but I'm not um we were having this like in the morning I'm not like the nicest so I'll take responsibility and he was saying something and I can't remember what it was and he was about to say you're being really bitchy And he, and I, and I looked at him, I was like, he was about to, and I gave him that look and he was like, uh, uh, (laughs) and then, you know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes like when that happens, he doesn't leave the house on the greatest terms, you know? And then he's like, you're mad at me. I'm like, I'm not mad at you. Or sometimes I am. And I just, am like, I don't want you to leave the house in a bad way. And so there's like that tension Mm -hmm. and Anyways, he's, <laughs> I don't think he's really <laughs> ever said anything like that. And it was, it was really weird because like right after, before he was going to say that, he 
he was like, oh, 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 you know, he knew and he shouldn't yes, have. he knew he shouldn't even have almost communicated mm-hmm. that. But even so, John has always been like the majority of our marriage has always been the one to apologize. But the humbling thing is like as a wife, I need to take responsibility. But I will say this, the fact that um, John set that example of apologizing. Yeah, apologizing. Mm -hmm. It helped me recognize how much you didn't do it. Yep. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And so I will say men recognize how much how much your words mean and set an example for the women in your life. Um, And even as a teenager, I would say honor your parents. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because that sets an example or that that will challenge you. That will, it says iron sharpens iron, you know, and allow the people in your life, the mentors, the parents, mm-hmm. um, even if the parents aren't in a good place, mm-hmm. find ways to honor them and yeah. to grow, I would say. Because it's really hard when your parents aren't Oh, healthy. totally. I had, mm-hmm. I think I've said to most of Maybe some of you is one of the hardest conversations I had is I went up to um, a mentor of mine. Uh, she, <clears throat> I interned with the youth ministry in Texas and uh, we had a women's, we would divide up men and women. We have women's events, right? And so at this women's event, um, I just went up to her and I was like, listen, and I'm just sobbing. And I was like, I am so tired of like calling my mom and I'm always hearing her problems and she's always telling me her problems like for once I just want to call her and tell her my problems like I'm the kid here you should be listening to my problems and not calling me and asking me to pray for you and telling me your problems and me preaching the gospel to you and for the record I was raised by my grandparents but I've always had a great my my parents were still around mm-hmm. they didn't abandon my grandparents just got custody of me and so I would visit my parents in the summer one month here one month there um And so I was still in a relationship with them, but that's after I got saved and stuff, it just felt like that was the thing is that was going on. And I'm just sobbing to her. I'm like, ah. And so she said to me, this is like, this is the greatness of Mentor. She goes, you are loving your parents with expectations. And I just remember going, what? Like, you know, the tears automatically stop Mm -hmm. like, what? Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? She's like, Amy, who says that that's what your mom is supposed to do? Wow. Who told you that that's what a mom does? Who told you that? And I was like, girl, I was real. I'm just keep, Kevin, I was like, that's what a mom is. Right. Everybody knows that's what moms do. Mm-hmm, yeah. And she's like, but who says that? She's like, your culture has taught you that. Wow. You expect this out of your mom because your culture says this is what a mom is. And for you, that's not what your mom is right now. Yeah. And because you expect that of her, your heart is being broken. Like I, you're being hurt and you're being let down and you're having all these emotions and all this stuff because your mom isn't living up to your expectations. Mm -hmm. If you really want freedom in your life, stop loving your parents with expectations. Stop expecting them to be what this person's parents are. Stop expecting them to be what that person's parents Mm -hmm. are. And I'm telling you, I physically can still remember, I can still see the vision of myself for three months at least. Every time I was in ministry doing something that I specifically remember being on a bus going to Dallas for outreach that we were going to do and just sobbing and just letting that go and go, mm. letting letting my parents go. 
Stop wow. expecting my dad to call me on Valentine's Day and tell me happy Valentine's Day that he loved me. Stop expecting my dad to mm. remember my actual birthday because <laughs> like he'll mm. remember, but he just forgets to call, you know, yeah. and I'm like just and letting go of all the hurt and all the expectations. And while I was doing that and I allowed God to just come in and show me and I would say, show me more, show me more expectations that I have. I started to wow. see my parents as God sees them. I saw mm. them as children of God mm. and not this this title that's on their lives. And I saw my parents as children of God. And then I started to see the lives that they led and the way that they were brought up and the struggles they had. And my wow. dad never had a dad. My grandfather, like, deuced out, was gone. My mom was abused, like, over and over and over again. And just seeing how the life that had happened to them had made who they were. And I started to see them through the eyes of Christ. Mm. And then I was able to love them where they are wow. and no longer expect anything from them because God said, I will be your mother and your father. Yeah. Give me yeah. all of that. I will be all those things to you. And then at the age of 19, I say, I literally started having a relationship with my parents that, and it grew from there. So Ben will be like, man, after all this stuff you've been through, how can you love your parents or how can you honor your parents? And I was like, I honor them as people because wow. they are still in the fight. They are still here. They've pushed in. I see the people that they've become and what they've changed yeah. and how they've grown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I see them as individuals. I don't label them as my parents and go, this. You know, I'm like, well, I'm not detached from them. I still call my mom my mom and I love her and I give yeah. her Mother's Day cards. And, yeah. You know, it's right. like I didn't detach myself from them. Mm -hmm. I just detached the expectations wow. off of them. That's huge. Yeah. And then that, I was able to love them. And then I saw my parents come into a relationship with Christ and know God a bit more because right. of the way I was loving them. Beautiful. Like probably the greatest testament that ever happened in my life was that, that freedom. But it wow. all, it went back to, sorry, long story, but no, it went good. back to allowing that person I could have easily said you're so full of crap and walked away and been pissed advice. and I was I was angry yeah. that that's what she told me that it was my problem I'm like I'm coming to you telling you I want someone to tell my problems to and you're telling me I gotta stop complaining about not having someone to tell my problems mm -hmm. to but instead took it to the school bus because <laughs> it's like I remember being on this bus and going okay God show me being open and allowing God to do that. Um, and that doesn't mean I'm perfect and I do that all the time, but I just mm -hmm. put that out there to say, like, I allowed God to do it. I was like, okay, God, Huge. this is big. You you do that. And it's allowed me to love my parents. My mom lives with us now. And my kids have a great relationship with my mom and love my mom. And she's all those things to them. And it's great. I'm like, this is great. God, you're, you're good. He, he just knows. He just knows. So allowing those people to speak the hard things even when you don't want to hear it. Well, that's yeah. why having the foundation of Christ is so important because we expect our moms and dads to be perfect, but we're all human. We're not mm -hmm. perfect. And so if, when, if we go into marriage and a relationship and parenting and the only thing we're thinking is like our dysfunction of our childhood, that's probably what we're going to replicate. So if we mm -hmm. don't have a good foundation back to Christ, like you were saying, Shara, then it's mm -hmm. like all we see is dysfunction and mm -hmm. we're left there until we we look at it and we fix it and we face it head on and seek advice and wisdom. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So I'd say the other thing to start is if you don't have a relationship with Jesus <laughs> and you be trying to have other relationships, any relationship. Yeah. You yeah. Bet, mm, talk to yeah. talk to Jesus now. Like it sounds cheesy, but no, literally start now. If you and Jesus are not on good terms, you're questioning your faith and all of those things start seeking. Because the Bible tells us, he said it, if you seek, you'll find. 
And that's the foundation of all relationships. Because I think if you don't have Christ, then you're not allowing even him to mold you into who you were created to be. Mm -hmm. Then that's going to be real hard to build on. And I think that's when I, if I can move on to the other is just expect not expectations in marriage. Did we say that one? Um, no, or something in between, like say, in. Um, yeah, let's touch on. We're gonna go a little over. I don't care. Um, Episode three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a real we're takeover, if it's a real takeover, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's we're take, gonna take let's over. Take a little bit extra. Um, uh, let's talk about marriage expectations, healthy and unhealthy, mm. and then and then go on to motherhood. So um, who wants to open that one up? Well, I was just going to add, based off of that foundation, is that I realize in my marriage, had my marriage not been built on the foundation of Christ, it's not going to stand. And that's just not quoting Bible. Like, that's just fact. Yeah. Um, Because you do have all of these. Like, I think one of the things the guys were like um, was, what were your expectations before marriage? And then how did that pan out, you know, in your marriage? And I think that's the thing is that you can have this list of, oh, I want him to be that. Y'all, I wanted my man to be like six feet. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Go ahead and laugh. We all know Ben is like Mm -hmm. five. Five on a good day. Um, and so it's like you have this list of like, Absolutely. this is the person I'm going to marry. Yep. What are your negotiables? What are your non-negotiables? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, let your, your non-negotiables need to be the foundational things. Yeah. So for me, it was, no, he has to be born again. I'm mm-hmm. not going to, this. I'm not missionary dating. I'm not dating anybody that is not a believer in Christ. Good. I'm mm-hmm. not going to think that I can bring you over yeah. to the other side. I'm going to need Absolutely. you to already be there. Right. Yeah. And another non-negotiable, you're going to have to pray in tongues. And that is because I grew up in that oh, a church. Wow. Mm-hmm. I grew up in that Pentecostal. I know the power and just I knew what comes with true, not yeah. weird, Holy Spirit. I knew how much the Holy Spirit is a big part of my life and how yeah. praying in tongues is a big part of my life. And so I'm like, that's a non-negotiable. Wow. He has to do these two things. And I feel like no matter what else happens, I step out on the rug and you don't like that, you know, or I close the cab, I just close a cabinet and walk away. And you're like, why are you slamming doors? That was Ben's other thing that mm. bugged him about me. <laughs> None of that broke our marriage mm. because it's stuff that can be fixed. Right. Those are non-negotiable. Or I mean, those are negotiables. Uh-huh. Like, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can get some little rubber things in the marriage. <laughs> and yeah. put them, put them yeah. on, my, on my cabinets. No, I could close my cabinets and it's a soft close for you. But like the non-negotiables are the foundation. And I think yeah. that's what I've learned in marriage is the stuff that seems so big when I was single. Like, oh, I want I want him to tell me I'm pretty mm-hmm. and I want him to date me all the time. And I want him to, um, I don't know. It was, it was, it, it, they still seem big. They mm-hmm. seem like big things. Like it, now having been in marriage for 14 years, I'm like, I'm realizing that those things that I was like, okay, that really were my non-negotiables were good choices. Even though some of my non-negotiables were totally knocked out of the water. I was like, he has to, so obviously while we're dating, Ben's like, oh, you're babe, you're just amazing. You're just such a great woman and uh, all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to remind him to tell me those things now. I'm like, babe, remember all that stuff you said back then? (laughs) I'm still going to need you to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even though it's harder for you to believe it right now because you've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to need you to say the good more. Really? I'm like, yes, because I married your ass because you said the good things. Right. Like, you told me how much you how loved you me. How you got me is how you keep yes, me. Yes. Yeah. You told me all of those things. I'm going to need you to say that um, in order to keep me. 
Um, mm. And it didn't just come naturally. It didn't come very yeah. natural for him, I think, because you get into the the nitty gritty and life is happening and you see all the things. But because the foundation is there, we're still here 14 years later and we just keep going back to the negotiables where it's like, hmm. Yeah, I'll say, say that. I'll say this. I grew up watching games, sports, all of that. And so I wouldn't say it was like a uh, negotiable for me. It was just like an expectation. That you were going like, to marry a sports fan. Mm-hmm. could care less. He likes hockey. Mm-hmm. I never watched hockey before I got married. Never. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I seriously don't know if I ever did. And so he is a, he's a, he's a gamer, basically. And mm-hmm. that had been... That was actually a big deal that I I really struggled with because we, no one played games on the computer. Like maybe we played the Wii Mm -hmm. like for like a period of time. Not a big deal. And so that was something that I've grown in. Like he enjoys doing that. And so I need to give him time to just connect. The time that he has been like really spending time doing has definitely like not deceased not deceased but decreased uh, thank you thank you um but yeah it's those things in marriage where you just are like okay there needs to be like some some maturity and all of that okay we are going to wrap up this is episode 42 hopefully you love this give us some feedback if you're listening to a podcast you know what to do yeah. Just do it. Yes. Do the things. Yes. 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 So, all right. I look, I look to Dakota. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm 24 and have no idea. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. If you're already listening to the podcast, uh, you know where to find the podcast and like it. So, uh-huh. and Woo. they just came up with an awesome logo. Mm-hmm. It looks yeah. great. So, um, you can see that when you listen. All right. Have a good day. Yay. Bye. Bye. Bye.